But when it comes to our life, like even when we perceive that we're waiting, there's still such purpose there and we're still called to do things and we're still growing and we're still learning. So it's not like we wait complacently. You guys, it was such a treat to host Krista DeYoung on The Places Between. She is truly a solid woman with an amazing heart for young women and reaching people with a message of value, their worth, their purpose, and more, which is so near and dear to my heart because, well, y'all, life is hard. It's really hard to navigate when we don't really know what we're doing, especially if we don't know who we are. Well, I can say that Krista is one amazing gal who definitely is changing the world. So dive in with us to today's episode with my very good friend and sister from a different mister, Krista. When you find yourself between here and there, the now and the then, it can feel difficult to embrace life and all that it has to offer, especially when you feel like you haven't arrived yet. Wherever you're at, though, we want to help in that beautiful struggle of transitioning well through aspects of faith and life with The Places Between, a podcast all about transitions. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy. I'm a storyteller and a creative with a passion for adventure, fitness, and faith. What began as a love for travel, experiences, and community turned into helping clients around the country tell their own stories and inviting others to join them. I've always been passionate about people fully living. That means navigating those places between, opening up a safe space to have conversations, and encouraging growth along the journey. So join me as we explore what it's like to transition well on the places between. Krista, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for inviting me. This is awesome. Oh, I'm so excited for listeners just to dive into who you are and get to know a little bit more about your story. So we're just going to we're going to dive deep right away, if that's okay with you. Sounds great. I'm all about it. Let's start out by just telling the world, um, for the few people that might not yet know who you are, tell us a little bit about who is Krista, and then why don't you give us something that maybe the world of social media does not know about you? Okay. Well, I can tell you the world of social media probably doesn't know that I have never drank alcohol in my life. It's like just a weird tidbit that happens to be true. So that's always my fun fact. I love that. Yeah, it's interesting. So about me, I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado. And I grew up as a dancer in the highly competitive world of dance, which has a lot to do with what we'll be talking about later. And then, yeah, I found the Lord at like 14 and then went to college, got a degree in biology because I had no idea what else to do. Literally, it was like, this sounds fun. Cool. I'll do it. It was a total guess, a shot in the dark. And then now I am back in school getting my master's in counseling like 10 years later and just got married to my husband, John, in 2018. And we had a baby 
in January. So he's seven months old and it's been a crazy ride, but that's just a recap of who I am. I love it. And you guys, their son is like the cutest like <laughs> little baby. You just want to squeeze him. He's so cute. I think so too. Thank and you. he's a little dancer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He's already on the move, which is just crazy. Chasing him around. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've loved seeing about your life just from a few feet away is your dedication and your pursuit of truth and knowledge. And I can recall having conversations with you over the last year or so of just your concern of like what is really true and what people are really sharing with us. So I want to back up a little bit before we dive into all of that. You started a nonprofit um, a handful of years ago called Girl Above. Mm -hmm. Um, You create content that help young women use truth to combat anxiety, depression, eating disorders, self-worth issues. Why don't you expand a little bit on what Girl Above is and all that it entails for helping young women today? Yeah. So Girl Above was started in 2015 after I did a year of teaching eighth grade science. And I realized, you know, teaching science was a great byproduct of just getting to know the kids and learn about what they were struggling with. And let me tell you, kids today are struggling with everything times a thousand. So depression and anxiety issues are off the charts confusion about sexuality and gender and just what dating means, you know, trying to identify who they are and what it means to like stand out, but fit in. It's all the things that have been a struggle for forever, but now it just seems like it's worse. So Girl Above was started primarily as a platform that I thought would be event-based. I thought we'd be doing conferences and all of that. But really what it's turned out to be is more of an online platform for girls to just share their stories, what they've been through, how they made it through that, and in the hopes of giving younger girls wisdom and advice of how to like overcome that. It feels scary when you're like, okay, I'm the only one who's ever experienced this pain in my entire... Like, nobody else knows this. But when you hear the story of someone else who has experienced similar situations, made it through, and now they have the back-end wisdom, I think that's something that's really powerful. So we tell a lot of stories. Also, what we've started to do is work a lot with parents. And so we have a parent podcast, the Grow Above Parents podcast. We do online courses for parents, helping them navigate issues with their teenagers like eating disorders, depression, anxiety, trauma. We run courses for teenage girls. So it's taken on this whole mental health component and also helping them to integrate their faith in a way that is really rooted and solidified. A lot of times, a lot of the girls that we see think that they have to be perfect and that's what makes them loved by God. Mm. And so we do a lot of undoing of that mindset and helping them to realize like, okay, what does it look like for God to be with me in this really gritty kind of dark season that I'm in? And so that's what we're up to. Wow. Wow. There's so much there. What's interesting is I can so relate, not just being in my early twenties anymore, but like the later and more we mature into our thirties and beyond, it's like, 
I wish there was a resource like this for us when we were kids. And um, and granted, we didn't struggle with the social media pressures there are of today. But just knowing that there's a platform like Girl Above out there for young women and high school girls to actually look to, to see like that they aren't alone in their struggles. Right. Can you speak to like why you started Girl Above in terms of like, does it stem from your own story or I don't don't want to make the assumption that it does, but it does in a lot of ways. And I think that's what's cool about hardships that we go through in life is my philosophy is that they're never for nothing. It's generally, you know, God's equipping of some sort. So when I was in high school, I was a dancer. I was on student government. I I think on the outside appeared to be all put together and everything's good, great, and grand. But on the inside, I was really hurting. Felt like I didn't have any solid friendships. And then sophomore year, got pretty involved in an eating disorder that lasted about maybe two or three years. Oh, I was also doing modeling too. I think that that contributed pretty heavily to what I felt like I had to be. So I felt really lonely in high school, ended up switching halfway through. And then when I went to teach eighth grade and I started hearing these kids' stories and what they were experiencing. I was like, wait a minute. I thought that, you know, I had this uniquely horrible high school experience. I thought that I was just kind of the one person struggling when in reality, all of us are kind of fighting this like silent battle of some kind or another, especially in adolescence. You're trying to develop your own individual identity while fit in, figuring it out. It's a very complex time. And so it stems out of my story in that regard, in the sense that I had a very difficult high school experience, struggled deeply with my identity, probably up until mid-20s, honestly. Um, And feeling like you're right, there isn't a lot of resources that come alongside and help dive into the things that we all know we're feeling. We just don't really talk about a lot. And adolescents are difficult because I think sometimes they get left behind by their parents unintentionally, but only because parents don't know how to have certain hard conversations and teenagers don't always want to talk about things with their parents. So then things that really need to get discussed end up going just unaddressed in the household. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I even just think about when I was a kid, I'm like, there's no way I talked to my mom about things right? until like college. Right. Until you probably even could perceive like what was going on and what you were even feeling. Half the time, we don't even know that we're unhealthy (laughs) until things really fall apart. Totally. Absolutely. Well, and so many times I don't, I don't necessarily know that when we're a certain age or when we're not old enough, we don't recognize that it truly is a spiritual battle that we're Mm -hmm. all in. So being able to identify like, oh, whenever I spend time with that person, it triggers this. Or whenever I scroll social media for several hours, it triggers this response that I end up feeling just completely yucky or I end up feeling worthless or it's just all these these things of comparison that I'm sure as long as time has existed, people have always felt it's just for lack of a better word, exacerbated 
with social media. It's just like, it's way louder. Totally. Okay. So because this podcast is a podcast about transitions and knowing that you have a ministry that equips young women and girls to, to really understand who they are and who they've created, who they've been created to be, how do you use the ministry that you're doing and then talk through navigating the transitions of life, like going from high school into college age or college age into young adulthood. Do you focus on any of that at all? Or is it all like underlying? I would say that's a great question. I don't think I've ever thought about that. We don't do like transitions specific stuff, but I will say what makes transitions exceptionally difficult is a lack of knowing your values, knowing who you are, knowing that you trust the Lord, like these things that we do talk about, if not ingrained, then yeah, going off to college is a totally different experience. Mm -hmm. So we do discuss it like in our formation groups for kids who are going off to college. We'll talk specifically about that maybe more in one-on-ones, but I would say the transition pieces of Girl Above would be a lot of our teaching on knowing your core values. Think about any time when you've gone from like one place to another, one job to another, maybe a dating relationship, you're kind of just switching roles in your life. I think if we don't know our core values or know who we are, what we're doing or why we're doing what we're doing, then we end up kind of just floating along without any sort of direction or sense of purpose. And we can end up feeling really frustrated Mm -hmm. and kind of lost. And chances are somewhere along the way, we violated some sort of core value or expectation that we didn't even know we held. So it's good to like periodically throughout life, like retouch on those points so that you know who you are, where you're headed and why you're going there, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think a lot of us just create this expectation that we're going to have like arrived by a certain age. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I know that like even you having gone through like recently getting married and then the transition from marriage to mommyhood, can you talk about like what your 20s seem to be like? And if you have any suggestions for for learning to thrive while you're in transitions or in those places between. Right. So Wendy talking about like feeling like you're going to arrive someday is hilarious to look back on because when we're growing up, you see adults as adults, right? Like they're old, they're established, they know things. And so when I started college, I had a plan. I'm like, I am going to graduate and be married by the time I'm 23. 23 just sounds right. No like real backing of why. It's just like 23. And I'm going to live in an apartment downtown and be a teacher. So that was the plan. And nothing about that plan Mm. happened. And in hindsight, I'm like, wait, my plan made no sense because a teacher in Denver could never live downtown in the first place, but that's beside the point. (laughs) So like, I do feel like this transition into marriage, mommyhood, all of the things. I mean, I got married when I was 28, had a baby at 31, so did not follow my own plan. And thank God, because my plan was ill-informed. I didn't know 
you know, what God had in store. I didn't know how to make the right plan at that time. I never knew I would be doing Girl Above. I never would have known that I would marry John. And so that plan was dumb. And if I would have really, 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 really felt like a failure in my life, if I hadn't, you know, if I didn't follow through with that, then that's just really unfortunate. And so sometimes we create these arbitrary plans and then when they don't work out, we feel like we've failed in some ways. So that's one thing I think would be a piece of advice is like, be willing to let your plans change. And there's a difference between like, you know, knowing your vision and where you think you're headed versus like, versus like really putting a stake in the ground. Like this is where I'm going just because, you know? So on your note of thriving while you're in those seasons, I was thinking about this before this show. And I feel like one thing I wish I would have known about the thriving while you're waiting is really kind of letting go of that idea that you've ever arrived or that you are ever going to arrive. Because if we're always waiting on this arrival point, you're just never going to get there. And you'll always feel like you're falling, you know, one little step short or you're not quite making it. And the reality is so many of us have been given these really huge visions for our life and for our ministry or for our work. And this is our life's work. Like we have whatever allotment of time God has given us on this earth to do something. And it's not going to happen overnight. Like these things that are good, great, and like big and beautiful, whatever that looks like for your life. What if it takes you the rest of your life to do it? And then what if it's a generational thing? Like what if you're not supposed to be the one who carries the organization Mm -hmm. to completion? Like it's okay to say, all right, maybe I'm not waiting on the next season, but maybe where I'm at right now is the actual thing. Mm, you know, I like I was yeah. thinking about it this morning, like, are we ever really waiting truly? You know, like it's one thing to wait for a bus or wait in line, but when it comes to our life, like even when we perceive that we're waiting, there's still such purpose there and we're still called to do things and we're still growing and we're still learning. So it's not like we wait complacently. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Oh, absolutely. And we were talking about this actually last week of what does it look like to wait well? So mm-hmm. maybe that is the, maybe we need to figure out a different way to call it rather than waiting. But it's not like we're, we're not watching movies, eating bonbons, just waiting right. for our dream job to knock on the door or right. that perfect marriage. It's we're trying to show up for life and live right. in the present rather than so far in the future that we don't live life. Right. Right. Yeah. And in some ways it is a waiting. Like if you know that something is on the horizon, mm-hmm. it's the this the time of like not yet. But yeah, it's an active waiting or it's a you're in progress moving towards something. Sure. Exactly like you said, you're not just sitting around, you know, eating cookies, hanging out because we play a very active role in our lives. And I think, yeah, if we can get around the idea that we're just like really doing nothing or our lives will be better when. 
Mm. Like if my life will be better when I get a different job, when I get married, when I whatever, then I'll be put together. Then I'll have the answers. Then I'll feel, you know, a different way. I think that can be potentially a roadblock too, just because, you know, our circumstances can change, but really like our heart is the thing that God needs to transform and heal in order for things to really change anyway. Sure. Which goes back to the whole, like your ministry for girls and teaching them to live and thrive in the process rather than buying into a narrative that something has to happen before they reach right being lovable enough. Like for example, and this is a pretty extreme example. Right now I have a client who feels really lonely in life. Like she doesn't totally connect with girls. She doesn't feel like she has a lot of friends and her thought process is, and things are really hard at home. Her thought process is if I can become a boy, if I, you know, do the gender transitions to become a boy, then I will, everything will work out. And I just asked her recently, like, okay, so it let's pretend that you do all of this. You go full in, you do the hormone therapy, you do the sex change, you cut your hair, you get different clothes. Are your problems solved? And there was a moment of contemplation and she was like, actually, no, that doesn't, it doesn't really change anything. And I'm like, okay. So sometimes our circumstances really are the thing. Sometimes our heart really is the thing. Like, you know, what is it that really needs to change? And is what you're looking at to change your life? Is that really, is that really what you have decided that it is? You know, like, is your job going to actually fix the situation? Is losing five to 10 pounds actually going to fix the situation? Or is that just kind of this thing that you've decided is going to help a little? Absolutely. I know. That's so wild. Even just talking about having, quote unquote, arrived by a certain time. I was When you said that earlier, I was like, yeah, we have to show friends to thank for that. Because <laughs> what half broke actor can live in a high rise in New York and call it good? I know. Well, and it's just our cluelessness about like what it means to actually pay rent and mm. put all of the pieces together. Like our paychecks just don't last as long as we thought they maybe did. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So diving into a couple of other questions, obviously we're talking about waiting well and what it feels like to be present in our journey and know that it's not about the destination. It really is about the journey. What would you say, what role in your life does prayer play? Man, I think that this has like, been one huge part of my life that has like ebbed and flowed. And when I think about the times that I have engaged the most in prayer, I absolutely know that that's when I've grown the most in wisdom and when I've felt the most at peace and just the most clarity. And those have oftentimes been some of the more difficult seasons as well. But like right now, for example, being in school, running a ministry, working a job, having a new baby, I absolutely know that prayer has like, it's there, but it's in this like little corner of my life, you know, and I can feel the effects of that. I can sense the fact that my anxiety is up. I can sense that I'm not 
speaking with the wisdom that comes from solitude and prayer. And so, yeah, that's something that in reflection of like what my 20s looked like, I think I've grown the most, absolutely without question, from the seasons when I've been willing to carve out time and just say, okay, God, whatever you're up to, cool, I'm in. Just give me the wisdom for the day. Like daily bread, sort of a a perspective. Yeah. I mean, even just as you, you know, it's like as the disciples talk to Jesus about like, who else are we going to follow? And I think that that is also part of the, who else are we going to commune with? So if we can sense that our prayer life is struggling, you know, I was thinking about this the other day and actually right, I took a minute to write it down and I was like, I just want to get to a, a basic practice of coming back to taking a few minutes to breathe and spending time before the Lord to actually do the whole Abba Father, I'm here, I'm listening, what do you want to say? And like, see how he comes along you in that journey and not make it this big old, like, I need an hour to pray every day because the reality is you have a lot going on, but God knows that. So as we take steps to quote unquote, wait well, or if we're in the middle of a season where we're just in complete survival mode, I think about like my sister who has four kids and she works half the time in New York and half the time in Denver. And I'm like, I don't know how you do. I don't know how you like remember your own name (laughs) alone, (laughs) manage all the other details. And yeah, yeah, I think that there's grace for that. And I think that God kind of meets us in those places with the constant prayer of like, God, I need you or Jesus help me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be this long old like soliloquy (laughs) super rehearsed. Right. Just We recognize that there is that need. And what's interesting is I would actually, I look at you and John as figures of faith that I really, really admire. And I think that a lot of that is because of your study of the word and because of your prayer lives. And I think that the lives that you're living right now, even though you haven't quote arrived, I feel like it's evidence of seeing the prayer that you spent over the last few years is like Mm -hmm. now turning over to see like, these are the answers that God has given you because of living a lifestyle of chasing God and chasing, like chasing holiness for, you know, for what it's worth. It's not, not this like self-righteous holiness, but just this, we're going to continue to pursue God no matter what. So full circle back to the disciples of being like, who else are we going to pursue? Who else are we going to trust when the world like lets us down And Mm -hmm. then big picture when the world is telling us who we need to be. And we're like, actually, all I need to do is get before the Lord and he can tell me who I'm supposed to be. Then that's, that's where we see it all. So obviously I know that we don't have it all figured out. (laughs) I love getting to share life with others and learning and gleaning from like the wisdom that you guys are learning along the way. Uh, the last year and a half has been so interesting just because of COVID and all of our many little conversations. But um, 
the commitment that you have to making an impact on younger women to me is like the fact that you're being a resource for girls and their identity is like, you're taking your own story and like really putting it on display for others to see any words of advice for someone that you would talk to right now that is in a season of transition, like, like how to stay in their story. I think if I've learned anything from like starting a business or a nonprofit is the fact that it takes so much longer than I ever thought it would ever take. Like (laughs) I look back and I'm like, okay, it's been years. And sometimes I look at this and I'm like, oh my gosh, look how far we've come. Look what we have built with like little to no resources, Mm -hmm. you know, while I've worked full time and done all of this. And when I take that attitude, I'm like, this is amazing. And then other times I look at it and I'm like, well, we've accomplished nothing and maybe I should just go get a job, you know? So it really is about the attitude, but also knowing that like your story equips you to lead a very specific way, like not only your story, but like your design and who you are. And so I think I felt a lot of pressure early on to kind of emulate other leaders or other teachers that I knew, other business owners and like become them. And it was really defeating because I just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I am Krista. And at some point I had to just say, hold on. God has called me to this particular vision. And what does it look like for me to do this the way that like I am designed and to do it in a way that feels really natural and then just let hand the timeline over to him. Cause I honest to heavens do not know like fully where he's going to take this or take my life or anything. So I think my advice would be just like relax a little And be willing to take it like day by day and say, I am specifically equipped to do this thing in a certain way. What gaps do I have that I can fill in with team members or with support or whatever? But then God is going to make it what it is and we can go along for that ride. So like a daily prayer that I have that I feel like is the actual pillar of my life is praying daily for wisdom. Mm -hmm. So not always for provision, not always for like, I don't know, health or whatever. It's like, God, give me wisdom. Because in those moments, like I want to know truly like wisdom of the Holy Spirit, what decisions need to be made, what truth is supposed to be like imparted to these young girls and their parents. And I want the wisdom of God. I don't even care what else happens, honestly, outside of that. So that's kind of where I have landed on the topic is this is my life's work. At the end of my life, we'll see what we've accomplished. Hopefully it's awesome. But along the way, I just want God's wisdom infused in whatever it is that we do, big or small. Mm, I love that. Well, and he does promise to give us wisdom. Like Mm -hmm. that is a promise of his word. Like when you lack wisdom and you ask for wisdom, like, yes, it's always a yes. He will give it to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So somewhat switching gears here as we start to wrap up, um, for those 
that might still be in a season of waiting for marriage, what would you say about marriage? First of all, one, what are some of your favorite things about being married? Mm-hmm. And then two, just, yeah, I guess two advice on those that are waiting for marriage. Yeah. My biggest thing would be, and this is not to say don't have expectations. I think expectations for who you're going to marry and be with are of utmost importance. But if you have the list, you know, like I want this six foot four guy who looks like Chris Pratt and makes this much money, whatever, you need to take that list and like, just let it blow away in the wind. Um, (laughs) And maybe this is just because this is my story. But I love and respect my husband so much. And he's like the greatest gift that I've ever received. But you guys, I never, he doesn't fit my list. I never would have known to like give him a second chance. And that goes both ways. He would say the same about me. And it was 100% the work of God bringing us together and changing our hearts so that we actually were interested in each other. We were great friends for like a year and a half. But he just didn't fit the list. And so it was a challenge for me to say like, okay, what really matters? Does it matter to me that my husband is six foot four? Well, when push comes to shove, no. So I think we end up accidentally making some kind of shallow choices just because it's on our list. So anyway, if you just have your list blow away, then that's fine. The other thing that I would say about waiting for marriage is that I think a thousand times a thousand, you need to not settle and it's totally worth the wait to wait for somebody who is a great fit for you, somebody who honors you, upholds you, respects you, where you share kind of the same values and vision. I see young adult women, teenage women, college, making all of these exceptions because they just don't want to be alone. And I can promise you that you would rather be alone than be in a toxic marriage or a relationship, especially with kids, where you're like alone in your own house. You know, that's just a different sort of sadness. So it's okay to be single. It seriously is. It's this like really cool gift that you don't recognize until, you know, you don't have it. And yeah, like marriage is great too. I'm all for it. Love it. But you know what? It's okay to like wait for the right person and to get to know who you are and to set that high standard. But without these little trivial, like he has to be You know, his favorite color has to be blue and we both have to love Italy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that That would be my thoughts. (laughs) Oh, and I love that. I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know that I was on the search for a certain thing until John came into my life. And I'm like, wait a minute, you don't fit what I thought would happen. And he's so perfect in so many other ways that I... Did I just didn't know to look for. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, and it's just kind of, we look at other areas of our life and I've had conversation about this because I've tangibly seen the work of God show up in other areas, whether it's 
I know this could sound silly, but whether it's doing a film for a client and the weather is rolling in and you just know it's supposed to pour down rain in about 20 minutes, but Mm -hmm. you get the shot in about 30 minutes. And I've literally seen God part the clouds and have them go around. Mm -hmm. And there's so many circumstances of provision that it's, it's almost like we, we like don't think about asking God for our daily breath or the car that runs, unless we have a history of like cars that don't work. Right. (laughs) Um, We don't really think about asking him for our daily food. um, When we live in a first world situation where we make an income that can pay for all those things, but we question God's authority and his ability to provide the perfect dream job or a mate and Mm -hmm. what his timeline looks like. So when we wrap all of that and actually give it back to the Lord, I think he can do a lot better with our list or he can do a lot better with providing what he knows is good for us the same way that he provides food and a car and a house and all of those other things. So, And I think it would be so much easier if we just knew the mind of God, you know, like if we knew, okay, my life is going to be so much more fruitful if I don't get married. Like I'm not supposed to get married for whatever reason. And here's why. If we knew that, then we could sit back and say, okay, that's not in the cards for me. Great. I'm going to hit it hard and live my life the way that I'm, you know, supposed to. Mm -hmm. But because we just don't know, it requires that like trust and surrender to like whatever God has in store, knowing that that is what's best, but also he knows the desires of your heart. It's like this really interesting little dance. Absolutely. Speaking of dance, you're still teaching, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So as we start to close up, tell us one, where can people find out more information about Girl Above? Because I would love for any female that's listening, whether you are a mom or a kid or have a sister, this is a great resource for girls to get plugged into. Thanks, Wendy. Yes. So you can find us at girlabove.com. Everything will be there. And then I would say if you're a parent, you should go to either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, and find our Girl Above Parents podcast. It is specifically for parents touching on issues that you will be encountering with your adolescent daughter. And we bring on a lot of mental health professionals and try to address the needs that you guys have right now because it is not an easy time to be a parent. And then if you want to get in touch with me directly, you can email Krista at girlabove.com. I love that. And for those of you that are on Instagram, you can also look up Girl Above. She has lots of great quotes and captions just to think about with powerful images. And, um, you know, it's just even the stuff that she posts impacts me. And I'm going, yes, that's speaking to a 20 year old, but it's also straight to my heart as well. And last but not least, what place would you say you're between and how can we be praying for you? I am 1000% between motherhood and um, career pursuits. It's really both are amazing places to be, but it has been an adjustment. And so we're navigating, figuring it out. 
And yeah, we can be praying just that. I don't know. I don't even know, Wendy. Yep. You can navigate the place. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I just cannot tell you how much I love your friendship. Um, Your friendship, you and John together as a powerhouse couple, um, just for the the wisdom and the joy that you bring um, to so many people's lives. Um, The way that you love girls and even share your life lessons along the journey to invest in their future is truly just impacting and shaping a generation. So, um, it's an honor to do life with you guys and yeah, I just appreciate you so much. So we will sign off to our listeners. Um, make sure to join us again next week for another episode of the places between Krista. Thanks so much. Thank you, Wendy. over here cheering you on friend you just finished another episode of the places between podcast if you want to access more be sure to subscribe or visit theplacesbetween.com to learn more about our guests episode sponsors upcoming retreats and more like stay in the story a 25-day devotional all about staying in your story while you wait on your dreams, on God, and on life to come to fruition. And lastly, if you're looking for an online community of people who also want to transition well, then come say hi over on Instagram at The Places Between. As always, thanks for taking time to dive into The Places Between. Until next time, keep enjoying that journey.